You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino, right next to the Sportsbook Loaded Show for the next three hours coming up. A lot of uh, NFL, college football, as well as some really good guests on the program and uh, Major League Baseball today's card. A little bit of a recap of what took place last night as well. You know, typically, Paulie, um, college football's first week. Um, this, you know, week zero, I'm not going to count. So really, what is week one or what is now considered week one this coming Saturday, Labor Day weekend has always been a lot of fun. It's always been like one, one of my favorite weekends out of the entire year. But, you know, sometimes we don't get a lot of marquee matchups or, you know, occasionally we'll get these power five matchups where teams play somewhere in a neutral field and the teams end up, up you know, blowing out each other by 40 points and it's never really good. I like what college football has kind of turned into now in 2021 where you have a nice combination of some Power 5 teams playing each other on neutral or at a home location, right? You mm-hmm. have conference games beginning already this week, which I kind of like on uh, Labor Day weekend. And then you have some of the group of five teams at the very top, right? Some of the best of the best playing each other with Boise taking on Central Florida. It feels like this year is a really good start to the college football season. It's a good mix. You're right. Not so much Thursday. We only have a couple marquee games. But you're right. Ohio State, Minnesota, Iowa, Indiana. I mean, what, what George is doing in LSU, that's great. But the Georgia-Clemson game and LSU traveling to take on UCLA, Alabama and Miami, and, and the Boise-UCF game on Thursday as well. It's mm-hmm. a great mix of games, Notre Dame, Florida State, and even 
Louisville and Old Miss on Labor Day because it used to be just Cupcake City. Pretty much, everyone yeah. wanted that that forty point win to start off and and play someone they were going to destroy. Yep. And even when you don't, I mean, an Alabama could beat Miami by forty again this weekend. But you know, typically when Alabama would play a USC or whomever it would be, it might look sexy on paper. Like, hey, look at this. The game would remember that USC game. They won like what oh, was it by, by fifty or whatever it was. Yeah. They were never in the game. Yeah. The, the Trojans. So. Uh, this this time we have so many more matchups that hopefully we can get some from an entertainment standpoint. It's going to be you know a nice visual for the eyes anyway. Um, some of the numbers now regarding these games, and we can begin in the Big Ten with Ohio State Minnesota. First of all, where are you at with the Golden Gophers uh, this year? Last year was so tricky with the Big Ten. I still can't believe that they actually allowed Ohio State to play in the Big Ten title game and make it to the playoff. They were awesome, but I mean with what what happened to that team. Minnesota was weird to figure out last year because they had a lot of talent, but a, a, a bunch of their star players, including Bateman, was like, I'm going to play, I'm not going to play, I'm going to play. They went back and forth like four or five times to wait fields. Well, they were uh, 83rd in defense in points per game, yeah. so that's cause for concern. And maybe Ohio State can just line up and run it on them with that great offensive line and now with the new quarterback. But your Ohio State was awesome last year with the 7-0 start. Minnesota went 3-4. and four. Maybe the fluke was a couple years ago. I don't know. Uh, but it's interesting how you want to look at that. But a good quarterback coming back with Minnesota. But what do you have for weapons? And maybe it's a it's a shootout and goes over the total. But that's you know laying two touchdowns on the road. We'll see if this kid's the real deal for Ohio State taking over for Fields. Yep, fourteen point favorites. Um, some good numbers that you can get this week in point spread weekly at vsin.com/slash subscribe. Favorites in games between conference opponents have done well. They're twelve and seven straight up and eleven seven and one ATS. Since 2013, in weeks zero and week one, we had that with Nebraska and Illinois. That did not cover. Um, other favorites that we have in conference played this weekend Ohio State, obviously, against Minnesota, North Carolina mm-hmm. against Vodtech, Northwestern against Michigan State, Wisconsin versus Penn State, and again, that you like, Iowa against Indiana. Yeah. And the Michigan State game came down. That was seven. That's down to three now, mm-hmm. too. So good start for the Big Ten to the conference schedule. What do you think of Minnesota? I think they're probably going to be a little bit closer to last year than what they were in 2019. I like Fleck. Uh-huh. Um, he obviously yep. deserves a bunch of time there. What he did a couple of years ago was really, really good. I love the running back. I think he's phenomenal. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't really take them that seriously this year as to, you know, to be a contender on that side of the Big Ten. Well, they, they've been below average or average for so long. Right. I mean, I, that, that's, that's why it was so amazing what happened a couple of years ago. They never do that. Yeah. Mason, Holtz, whoever they had. That, that program the should coaches. be better than what it is. And I say that because they have a lot of high school talent that comes out of there for both basketball and football. Well, they used to play at the Metrodome and it was off campus. No That's one right. cared. Yeah. No one would go to the games. Mm-hmm. They always stunk. They play Nebraska every year, lose by, lose by 100. And we'll, we'll see if eventually like some of these teams like Ohio State, like you know, in Alabama, a Clemson, when they lose so many of their players, that they can just say, eh, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. When they just go bye-bye into the NFL draft and no, the recruiting's been so good that they're not going to miss a beat. And of course... With Ohio State, the, the biggest quarterback. Uh, the question there is going to be the quarterback with no more Justin Fields. Welcome in. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. And uh, this first hour is brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Um, the number now on Boise and Central Florida has come back down a little bit. At last check, it was four and a half for uh, Central Florida. And the total is 69. And Power 5 favorites have been more reliable than Group of 5 favorites 
when it comes to weeks zero and week one. Since um, 2013, in this spot, Paul, the favorites are only 26 and 36. So if you're, that's 42%, basically. If you're betting favorites in these group of five matchups, and we get, again, two of the best group of five teams meeting this weekend. Well, it's essentially an elimination game if you're talking about getting that that big New Year's Day, New Year's Eve group, of, you know, uh, big right. bowl game. But not that these teams are going to go undefeated. But you have it's interesting because I'm glad they took the game. But you also have two new coaches here. So Malzahn takes over, and I want to see if he's still going to go warp speed and crazy up-tempo with UCF as they played so fast. 42 points per game and 568 yards per game with a great quarterback in Gabriel, 32-4 to four touchdown INT ratio. Couldn't stop anybody. Right. You know, and that's the thing that surprised me with Boise. Number one, I can't believe Harson left and took that Auburn job. And they're not, they're not going to poison trees. They're not lunatics. But Chiswick won a national title and was fired two years after that. Malzahn went to the national title game, and, and they, he, had, he was on a hot seat a couple years later. Like two years later. He was always on the hot seat. Correct. And they finally move on from him. So I can't believe he took that job. And then he's, he's questionable hires with the assistant coaches. In any event, Avalos takes over. He's got a good quarterback in Bachmeyer. But last year they were 5-2 and two and lost in the conference championship to San Jose State. And the BYU game, they were hammered at home. But there, there were multiple injuries at the quarterback position in that game. But they struggled defensively as well. They were 64th in total defense. And you, as I mentioned, UCF can't stop anybody. So this, this could be an aerial circus here with these two quarterbacks. But I'm, are you surprised with the line move four up to five and a half now? Yeah, well, and, and then back down a little bit to four and a half. So uh, I'm, I'm very, I, I would think that Malzahn would keep that style of with play Gabriel, yeah. intact, right? I mean, yeah. basically, they're not going to miss a beat then because that's exactly what Heupel did. And Frost was kind of hyper-aggressive as well when he was there. So it feels like you know anything more than that might be a drastic change. So I don't think that's probably what you want to do with the set of personnel that you have. But I, I'm with you on Harson. It just it feels to me like that's kind of a move that's going to be dead in like two or three years, right? Yeah, that was weird, strange move. Yeah. And then uh, UCF was blown out in the bowl game by BYU. How they ended the season? Yeah. And uh, there is this note as well. Again, Steve Mack and his numbers mm-hmm. and points spread weekly. Odds makers are telling you something here on low total games. Weeks zero and week uh, week one, totals of 48 or less, 26 and 11 to the under since 2013. That is 70%. And some of the games that qualify, I think at last check, Michigan State, Northwestern, Indiana, Iowa, Marshall, Navy, and UAB, Jacksonville State, which get, gets going tomorrow night. Well, Michigan State, Northwestern should be a... I, what that? What's that score? Doesn't I mean, that should be like 20 to 17 or yeah, so. If that. Yeah. Right. The other thing, too, that surprised me, there's not a... It's not a uh, big advantage if you've played a game and your opponent hasn't. That surprised me. I thought that would mean something. So like the LSU-UCLA game, for example. Yeah. Hasn't meant anything. Okay. All right. Um, How about some coaches? Great numbers on coaches, ATS. This this is uh, courtesy of Paul Stone, who's going to be in studio with us on Thursday. Got this from his podcast, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Um. Did you realize that Coach O at LSU is this good as an away dog? In his time at LSU, he is 7-0 ATS on the road when he's a dog. Good info. Covering by almost nine points per game. He's 10-2 as a dog overall. They're favored this weekend. Uh, Kyle Whittingham at Utah, one of the best overall in the country anyway. The past seven seasons, 51-33-1 ATS mm-hmm. at 61%. 12-2 ATS as an away dog. 
So I think we kind of know that Whittingham has been great, you know, as a dog over the years. Not quite as good as Pat Fitzgerald. Last nine years overall, 62-46-3 for 57%. As a road dog since 2008, 32-11. Road dog for him. Um, Hugh Freeze, in his time at Liberty and uh, Ole Miss, 53-34 and one ATS, 18-9 as a dog. And a guy who is not good overall. We'll see this weekend with USC taking on San Jose State. Clay Helton, 29-38 and 38 ATS. As a road dog, oh. folks, he's 2-10 and 10 oh. since taking over in the middle of 2015. Oh, my God. And so this year on the schedule, there'll be dogs at Notre Dame, as of right now anyway, and potentially a dog at Arizona State. But 2-10 mm-hmm. and 10 as a road dog. David Purdom has a great write-up, too, on ESPN.com about ATS coaches overs, uh, and over-unders as well. Ryan Day is 70%. Kleiman is 68%. Napier at Louisiana is 65%. Matt Campbell, 60%. Bottom five ATS career. Rolovich at Washington State. That goes oh. back to Hawaii. Oh, for you sure. You want Hawaii as the dog, but not the favorite. Hawaii couldn't cover a point spread. Rarely at home. It was crazy. Um, Tim Lester at Western Michigan, 40%. Doug Martin at New Mexico State, 41%. Top five ATS in conference games. Ryan Day, 75%. Now, that's impressive. It is. Pittman at Arkansas, 73%. Brennan at San Jose State, 67%. Kleiman as well at K-State. Top five ATS after a loss. Napier at Louisiana, 70%. Brown at West Virginia, 67%. Satterfield at Louisville, 67%. Fritz at Tulane, 66%. Bottom five ATS after a loss. Arth at uh, Akron, 20%. Rolovich at Washington State, 20%. Franklin, Franklin, 34%. ATS after a loss. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, back-to-back. Boy, is that guy all hype. Yep, yep. Best over coaches, including Bulls. Norvell at Florida State, 63%. Smith at Oregon State, 62%. Chip Kelly, 61%. Lincoln Riley, 58%. Harbaugh, 58%. Best under coaches. Wilcox at Cal is 67%. Well, it makes sense, right? They play in so many of those games that are, you know, 13-10, plays great defense, has had a bad yep. offense for the time that he's been there. Yep. Kleiman, 61%. He's on this list a lot. Wow. Fickle, 60% at Cincinnati. Sataki, 63% at BYU. It's a good list. Well, I mean, the numbers on Kleiman are absolutely fantastic, like you said. Uh, that was a really good hire for Kansas State. But, you know, I, I don't know what's more impressive. These coaches that cover at a really high rate when they're a dog, specifically on the road, to get their teams fired up and ready to play every single week. Really good sign of a good coach. But also Ryan Day, the fact that Ohio State is laying, you know, yeah, that is a huge number in a majority of their games, like touchdowns after touchdowns have to be scored. For him to be 70% ATS, uh, 14 and 6 overall. And then what was it as a in the conference games? 75 percent, 11 and four. Do you know on average how many yeah. points Ohio State is probably laying in the in their their games? I mean, that is absolutely nuts. I mean, they're they're three, four touchdowns in a lot of these games mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, and it's not going to affect them whatsoever. I like your play that you made on Iowa when you said that yesterday. I did not have it memorized where that game was at, and I just thought to myself, well, that game must be at Indiana, right? With how down people are on the Hoosiers this year. Iowa must be on, and people are high on Iowa. That must be at at Indiana. Nope, it's at Iowa, and they're laying a field goal in the game against. It was a great. Yeah, a lot of it was a great story, but a lot of people thought they were lucky last year, and they caught a lot of breaks. 
So I will trust Iowa in that spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. The top five most popular week one games, total tickets written at Bat Rivers. Uh, Ohio State, Minnesota is number one. Now that, again, is coming up on Thursday night. Maybe a little bit surprising just because it's not the you know, marquee game on the schedule overall, but Ohio State is obviously huge in the Midwest. Um, North Carolina versus Vitek. Penn State, Wisconsin is number three. Bama, Miami is number four. And then your Indiana-Iowa game is number five. I just I can't wait to see what some of these teams are going to look like. Again, um, I noticed that some people have knocked Alabama quite a few points, a touchdown or more this year. They're still their highest power-rated team. It's just that last year's power rating was so high, they didn't even know what to do with the team. It was maybe a higher power rating than what they had on LSU the previous year. But when you lose all these guys on offense, right, what does that really mean? Um, last year, I had a bet on Mac Jones at 25-1 to because I thought to myself, well, they have all these receivers back. They had a potential at the time when I made the Heisman bet, a potential first-round pick on the offensive line in Leatherwood. Uh, he did go first round. Najee Harris was going to be back at running back, and I thought all these weapons, great defense, going to be in a spot to score a zillion points. Mac Jones, he's not going to slip from Tua. He was better than Tua. Now, can his replacement this year actually be better than Mac Jones? And now there's no Devontae Smith. There's no Jalen Waddell. I would like to sit here and tell you at some point, like, that's going to have a massive effect. But his recruiting classes have been better every single year. And, like, the wide receiver class that we had two years ago, when they still had Ruggs and Judy, well, think about that for a second, who they had. They, they actually, yeah. it got better last year because it meant more playing time for Smith and Waddle until Waddle got hurt. Which is nuts. And the running back's always a beast. Yeah, absolutely. What did you think of the Oklahoma news? Well, that's unfortunate because I had Oklahoma minus 23. Mm. I got that way back in July. And so that moved to 27 and a half. So because now there's a location change, you know what that means, that ticket is refunded. Mm -hmm. And now the opener, I think, was what, 31 again? Yeah. But also, I would say this, right? Big news for those of you holding regular season win totals on either one of those teams, right? Either if you had over Oklahoma, for this example, or maybe a ticket on Tulane, because if that game doesn't get played at all and it's canceled, your regular season win total bet is a refund at like almost every single book. Maybe there's one or two. Read the rules. Know the rules, obviously, across the country. But out here in Las Vegas, that's a refund everywhere. Mm -hmm. The other news, SEC teams that can't play in a game because of COVID, injuries, or other reasons will forfeit and have a loss in the conference standings. The opponent that's ready to play gets the win. If both teams can't play because of COVID, they'll have to forfeit, and each team will take a loss in the conference standings. The SEC was the last Power 5 conference to announce the policy following last season. The Big Ten, ACC, Big 12, Mountain West, and AAC have determined that if one team can't play because of COVID, they'll forfeit the game and it won't be rescheduled. The Pac-12 is similar with a bit of nuance in its wording. It's if any institution is unable to play a contest through its own fault, it shall forfeit. If the In the Big Ten and Big 12, if both teams can't play, it's a no contest. The ACC is like the SEC, where both teams have to forfeit and take a loss if they can't play because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's fast forward to late October, November, maybe even beyond that. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the SEC is going to say at that time? 
if a game featuring a change of rules, Alabama <laughs> or an undefeated Georgia at that time, right, can impact one of those two teams, and it could be like, yeah, you can't make the SEC title game, or you're not going to make the playoff. You're telling me the SEC is going to stand by the rules that they sent out yesterday? Again, we just saw this with the Big Ten. They did whatever they could last year to get Ohio State. You had to play a certain amount of games. You had to meet a certain threshold, like across the board. Well, Ohio State didn't meet some of them. We're going to make new rules now all of a sudden, basically, so we can get the Buckeyes in the Big Ten title game and then to go on and play in the playoffs as well. How many forfeits do you think we'll get? I hope that doesn't happen. I hope this is not a problem in the NFL. I'm already convinced it's going to be it's going to wreak havoc in the NFL. They're not moving games around, but I think you're going to see uh, guys in and out, and guys miss games all the time. Yeah. I mean, Wentz just gets it. He's up, you know, contract uh, sure five six sure. games with the close contact. Now, uh, from, excuse, excuse me, uh, days whatever. Now, from what I've seen, and I am not, I do not pay attention to the COVID news every day at all, but from what I gather. It looks like the COVID, now the COVID numbers have been up in quite a few spots, but from what I gather, the projections are, it's starting to go like this. And they think it's going to start to go really down, like maybe not fall off a cliff down, but it's going to start to really go down by like October 1st. So if those numbers start to really, you know, shrink, I think that's going to have an impact on, you know, obviously that part of the country because the map, the heat map of like the South looks terrible. It's like ultra red. So if that can, you know, come back a little bit and to where, you know, kids on, College campuses are, campuses are not going to be infected like crazy, uh, which means that could probably only help the players out, that kind of a thing. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I mean, last year, I mean, last year was a week-by-week, week, day-by-day oh. kind of yeah. kind of deal. Games, i I got to be honest. I thought we were not going to be anywhere close to the spot that we were in as we are right now, getting getting ready for the season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where this could actually have an impact. But I just think, what do you think about the SEC? They're not going to change their rules if it impacts one of their, you know, marquee teams? Probably, I know. But that's I, I, why did they wait so long to announce that? I mean, you have to deal with this. Look yeah. at Mississippi; the whole team's vaccinated, right? But the the state's forty percent. I, I know, <laughs> I know. And Kiffin's saying how important it is, right? He had a great line about, "Listen, we got to play a game. We're out. We're an escape from reality here, and alleviating boredom. You can't just show up and do something on Zoom. You have to actually go out there and do it." Yep. So how important? Can you imagine what the what is it a Tuesday night when we get the committee show? What does that look like if we have, you know, teams impacted by COVID again this year? You just have to ignore it completely? Well, this guy's, you know, they're going to miss 11 guys this Saturday. Well, it doesn't matter because they're currently 6-0, oh, so we got to yeah, have I don't, know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Huh. You're right. That is a conundrum they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Best case scenario, uh, I mean, we, we get zero, obviously. Would you bet on that? Oh, I think we're going to get forfeits. Power 5 forfeits? I think it was, yeah. I I, I don't. And NFL, no. College, yes. You, you, There's just so many games. You think? It's, would you put a high? Would you put like if I made the number two and a half? Would you go over that? Uh, yeah. You would. Yeah. Well, I hope you're hope you're wrong. Obviously, it's follow the money here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Uh, Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, up next, Paulie will recap some of the line moves, bad beats from last night, and win some, lose some.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some loose are presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book, where you get a 20% boost on MLB every Tuesday in August. Learn more at BetRivers.com. A great video with Michael Jordan coming up. Here we go. Rough night. Can't call it a bad beat. Definitely lose some. Good night. How does it make you feel? I, oh, I absolutely hate them. I absolutely hate them. Follow the money looks back so we can learn for today. Everything's an adventure. In win some, lose some. Let the education commence. Not much happened. Not a lot of movement, and thank God, no bad beats. Bad for the books. Braves against the Dodgers. Dodgers 180 up to 210. They won 5-3. And the Blue Jays from 280 up to 320 took out the Orioles. This this race to lead the league at home runs. They all 
Vlad hit two. Tatis went deep, and Otani sticks it in our ear. Yeah, we had to get one from Otani last night, huh? That was yeah. nice. I know you're upset. He's not going to pitch tonight, but he can still go out there and hit. Did you, you find that odd? <laughs> it's a, well, you hit, well, you got in on a pitch in here, but it's still... I can't believe it. Matt, Madden told the media last night he's not going to go today. Yeah. So he's nope, no, shutting down, shutting him down right now in terms of the overall pitching, but still get out there and hit, you know, lead off or second or whatever and go crack some more home runs. Goes deep, we yeah. don't need that, Joe. Yeah. Give How him about, a day off. Yankees have lost three in a row now. Yeah. Yeah. Lose some. Reds 180 up to $2. How the hell are the Cardinals two and a half back in the wild card? Okay. This is wild. Watch out for the Phillies, too, with that easy schedule. They're only three back. And the Nationals took money from 170 down to 130. They got beat. I actually like them today because Matt Moore is going for the Phillies. Subscribe. I, I think we should get some runs in that game, huh? Yeah, right. Total of nine. Yeah, be part of the team. VEASAN.com. Check out the videos, streaming, everything we offer. Take a look at this. Michael Jordan and his wife are vacationing on a 300-foot super yacht. 14 bedrooms. 29 crew members, four jet skis, and multiple boats. Jim, sauna, jacuzzi. The kicker, it's $1.2 million per week to rent. Oh, look at the video. Look at this thing. Oh, what's Jerry Jones? What's that, $250 million? $250 Remember million, he was, yeah. he, was, he, had the, he was on it with the draft? Oh, mercy. That's decent, huh? That's okay. $1.2 million per week to rent. Oh, my oh, God. People had a problem because he was gambling for a couple hundred thousand on the golf course. It's peanuts to him. It's pizza money. Look at that thing. What a monstrosity. Oh, my God. Is that really when somebody has made it? When you can do this? When you can do this and you own, own your own yacht? Oh, just the rent. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive with Jerry Jones. If you can rent a yacht at $1.2 million a week, you're doing okay. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so you get the water slide for the kids, right? You think, okay, you know, it's hot out. We'll have the kids do. How about when the dog takes over? And run, look at this now. He comes right up. He goes right near the camera. He's loving it. Runs right back up. It's like the guy at the, uh, the dog playing with the kids at the park the other day. He just keeps going down and down and down where the, the kid goes down the slide and the dog repeats and goes up. It's a loose sum. This is when the dog says the walk's over. I don't know. That's it. Just falls right there. Turns into a pancake. Go, right. That's it. That's it. I don't want to go anymore. And this is this is also <laughs> catches up and then boom. Right. That's it. <laughs> Carry me, please. Carry me. This is having a lot of trust in your friend or friends. Look at the guy on the trampoline. Look at the serious hang time here. About I mean, this is scary stuff, but it's also trust about the, maybe the guy could screw around and who knows what happens. I mean, how high in the air is this kid? Uh, the, the absolute apex here probably gets to what thirty feet or, or more. Yeah, he's higher than the house. Oh, keeps look at that. I mean, keeps going up, up, and up. Look at that. Oh, nailed it. Incredible. So, Incredible video. I, I like to think of myself as a guy who has a set of onions. Mm-hmm. I went skydiving before. Really? Oh yeah. I uh, never do. That. I don't think I could do this. No. I mean, you miss it by an inch, your head's going to go off the nah, side there, right. bam, it's over point. with. Right, that's a good point. Like those those college kids who jump in the pool from the top. One, mm-hmm. one uh, I'll put it in win some. I was surprised how many people had Jake uh, Paul by decision in a tape. Was that 8-1? to one? I can't believe it. McKay had it. It was all over Twitter. People were giving an out record. I can't believe it paid that much. Right. He was a $2 favorite to beat Woodley. They thought he was going to knock him out? Thought that was going to be the end result, yes. So... You know, um, from books out here in Las Vegas anyway, they were taking plenty of money on Paul. But I know here at Circa, 
they they booked it to where they would need Paul to win, actually. So it depends on okay. how you actually set that up All right. and where you're at. Win Lose, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. 20% boost on MLB every Tuesday in August. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Looking forward to the September promotions. Yeah, no question. All right. Um, up next, little NFL action. How have the Baltimore Ravens done ATS in week one after running the table in previous preseasons like they did this year? Hint, pretty good. We'll give you the details on that coming up next. Of bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and largest offer of live then play options. Bet River Sportsbook, the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown book, valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Play Sugarhouse.com in Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambling. Uh, good observations by our buddy Joe Fortenbaugh, ESPN's Daily Wager. Had a column on ESPN Chalk this week. He went back and looked at the Ravens and how they have done in previous years. You know, they've won 20 straight, Paul, in the preseason. Did you know that? Were you aware? I was. Yeah, they're pretty good. So how did they do ATS in Week 1? Again, no preseason last year, so you got to go back to 2016 all the way through 2019. Guess what? Week 1 in those regular season games, they're 4-0 straight up in ATS. Mm. So for that team, they're just... Well, first of all, they're... Like, does the preseason have anything to do with week one? I, I don't know. It, we know this. It's a really good organization with a really good head coach, and they've had a ton of talent now for a long time. Um, over the last 20 years, and by the way, they are lane four, four and a half on the road Monday night out here week one against the Raiders. Can the Raiders slow down this team? Uh, no. I don't care who's injured. Uh, I think the Ravens will get what they want offensively. Yeah. I mean, they've averaged 31 a game the last couple of years, and the Raiders' defense has been an absolute sieve. Yep. Worlds collide in the Kansas City game, where trends collide, because the Super Bowl loser has been horrific ATS to start week one for whatever reason. And then you saw it, if you watched the game Sunday night on NBC, but the Browns week one, it's 116-1 and one going back. Yeah, makes sense. Straight, it's straight up. I mean, that's... I remember the tie against Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The way that game ended. Uh-huh. I think Pittsburgh had, what, five turnovers in the game, and the, the Browns still couldn't beat them with Hugh Jackson as the head coach. I want to see this uh, new and improved, or hopefully they're, they think improved, offensive line with Kansas City. Because you start with Cleveland, and then you take on Baltimore yeah. right out of the gates. What do you think of the Browns this year? I've told you. I think uh, a lot like the Bills. Now there's expectations. I think they take a step back in terms of the win-loss record. I thought Mayfield looked good. Yeah, he did. In a you know short amount of time against the Falcons the other night. I'm, I'm really high on the Browns. I don't have a Super Bowl bet on them. I think both things can be true. I'm really high on them. But 14-1, to 1, I'm not going to play that number. If I get 20-1, to 1, sure, I'll go bombs away again on Cleveland at 20-1. 14-1 to 1. 14 to 1 right now, mm. not a big enough number for me. Uh, here, here are better numbers, in fact, as uh, Joey continued to write. Over the past 20 years, teams that have gone winless... 
during the preseason have combined to post a record of 12-17-1 straight up and 11-27-2 against the spread in Week 1. Um, the games that we have this year, the 2021 winless preseason clubs, we get Dallas yep. at Been Tampa. Ugly. We said it yesterday. 2-11 runs straight up in the preseason. I think the Vikings are going are gonna to have a bad season. I, I don't. I don't understand the love affair with with the Vikings this season. I don't get it. And it's more off the field and chemistry, and not not so much what happened in the preseason because they didn't play people. Mm. But I, I don't know what people are looking at to fall in love with the Vikings. Well, look at that list of games that we have with teams that were winless in the preseason. Again, Dallas catching seven and mm-hmm. a half uh, next Thursday night at Tampa. That number is at Bat Rivers. Minnesota minus three and a half at Cincinnati. Uh, the Lions plus seven and a half at home to the 49ers. Another game I want on the list, the Rams seven and a half against the, the Bears. I talked about this last week. Find me a loser here. I'm, just, I'm asking the question. I'm not saying this, you know, it's an automatic winner. But find me the loser on a teaser with the Buccaneers, with the 49ers, and with the Rams. Which team screws that up? And you said Dallas last week. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think the Buccaneers can win by two touchdowns or more in this game. And the home team in this spot's been great with that Thursday night right, opener. Right, right. So the pop and the circumstance. It's been a go against in other sports for years. Hockey, NBA, whatever. Yep. But hasn't? Uh, it's been great in the NFL. In terms of a two-team teaser next week, I mean, every single one will include the Niners. Can the Lions keep that game close? Like, what has to happen? Dan Campbell's got to go toe-to-toe with Kyle Shanahan. Garoppolo's got to turn it over. Got to have like four turnovers. Yeah. And they miss like three field goals or whatever it is. And they just, they completely blow the game. And the same thing, like, this is going to be Andy Dalton against the Rams defense. Oh, man. that's That has a chance to really look ugly. Bad job. That should not be the Sunday night Absolutely. Game. What so, are they doing? And why are they putting the Lions on Monday night week two? Lions-Packers is the week two Monday night. Don't they always do that? <laughs> do Don't we it. always get a Lions-Packers uh, game on a Monday? Now, they've been actually pretty good over the years, but the is that? I think they're doing it just to showcase the, the new stadium. Is it that big of a deal for people to have the new stadium on, on Sunday night football or Monday night football to begin the year? Because, again, I, I said this you know recently. I, well, put them on. Fine, I, but give me a different team. I, mean, I don't want. I don't want to see the Bears again. Well, that was pathetic last like time. The, that was a primetime game. They're doing it to showcase the brand new spots where they play again. It's like it's like a house to me. It's like Larry David and Kirby enthusiasm. Oh, it's a room over no there. No tour, right? You have walls over here. Yeah. Okay, it's the same thing. I do lead Atlanta though in in the uh, game against Philly, and they both went winless in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Philly with the tie. Well, and Atlanta you, laying three and a half. And you see that number continue to go up in the uh, Broncos Giants game. Now the Giants are catching two and a half at home. Daniel Jones with that bad offensive line yep. against this Broncos front now. Recipe for disaster. Now I know it's on the road. That should be an under. I don't like playing, you know, I don't like playing road, you know, chalk at all in the NFL, but that defensive line can cause havoc against it. They have one of the worst offensive lines yep. in football, and Jones stinks. That should be an under, and I think the uh, Carolina game should be an under. What do you make of the Packers Saints game? I bet that uh, I bet this the Packers on the money line. It was like plus one thirty ish. Uh, the news that the, the day the news broke that Rodgers was going to come back, and so they were catching two and a half at the time. Now they're laying three and a half in the game. It's a head scratcher. Peyton, very good coach, awful first two weeks of the season. That's right for whatever reason, terrible. ATS and straight up to start the season. 
Uh, good news here for the Bengals. Andrew Russell tweet. Their offensive line as a whole gave up zero sacks this preseason. Since 2013, that's never happened. Last time they played in the preseason in 2019, they allowed seven sacks. So for what it's worth, anyway, in the preseason, pretty good job. And the pro football focus grades among first-round rookie quarterbacks. Mac Jones, the highest. A, a PFF grade of 92.2, which is really strong. Ahead of Zach Wilson, 85.7. And then rounding out the top five, Lawrence, Fields, and Lance. Lance's number is not good, and it, it should be. I mean, it, he did not look great in the preseason. It's 56.7. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The email is ftm at vsin.com. FTM for follow the money at vsin.com. Today's Major League Baseball card is coming up next. Should one solid performance be enough to scare you away from fading a starting pitcher? We'll run that down for you coming up. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it. BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, a $250 match bonus. Fastest payouts, one-time playthrough. Your hometown book, BetRivers. Not valid in Iowa, but valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Play SugarHouse.com in Jersey. And you must be 21. All we needed last night was for Tani not to go yard. It's all we needed. I mean, I can wake up today, all right, we're, I'm sitting well with uh, Vlad. I think a lot of us now are sitting pretty good with uh, Perez at a high number to lead the league in home runs. Like, we can work with a three home run deficit. And I'll ask you, like, what's the number that Otani has to reach for it to be insurmountable, right? Can the, the other two guys, Vlad with two last night, Perez, they each have 38 home runs. Otani after last night has 42. If he gets to 45, is he a winner? Ah, not enough. I mean, Perez just hit five and five games. Yeah, but that's a big ask for that streak to continue. He had, what, 12 12 or 13? Well, so far, 12 or 13 in August? Someone could do it. Okay, but if he gets to 47, is it done? I'll go 48. I think 48 you feel comfy. Comfy at 48 because these two guys then would have to hit 10 home runs to tie him. Hell of a race, right? Yeah, but I don't need this. I mean, he can dial it back. Like, he could, like, make it a little bit easier for us. Right? I thought we had some life last night, Paul. Then he's like, nah, guys, forget about this. I thought he broke his hand Saturday. Yeah. I can't believe it. This is a good card again today. Some huge favorites. Again, not pitching, but Madden already said he's going to be in the lineup again. Yeah, yeah. So now the Yankees have lost three in a row. It's supposed to be Berea now. Berea's going against Tyone. And we'll see if the Yankees now, who had the long winning streak, can get off the schneid here. Mm -hmm. And now it's pretty much over with Tampa. Because now Tampa's going to win the division because they don't lose. They won 12 of 13. It's a seven-game lead. 83 and 48. My God, I told you yesterday, right? They own Boston. They beat them eight of the last nine. Boston's 3 and 13. The last 16 with teams with a winning record. And there's and Tampa's 64 and 19. Last 83 at home against a righty. <laughs> this is stupid. That's pretty good. Oh, my God. They, win, they beat them again. God, they own them. Well, it's just. But now in the in the National League, Cincinnati stubs their toe again. Padres a half game back. Cardinals two and a half. Phillies three. Phillies again. Somebody had mine uh, twelve hundred up, minus twelve dollars, on the Braves to win the division over the weekend. It's down to three and a half. Yes, it is. Which now the schedule has changed. Atlanta was playing great ball, but they were playing cupcakes. Now they're playing the tough schedule, mm-hmm. and it's down to three and a half. And the Phillies, are, you know, we ran it down yesterday. How easy that schedule is the rest of the season. Although, right. do you want to go to war with Matt Moore against Corbin here? Well, I think we're going to get a bunch of runs in that game today. I mean, I know the total's nine, but both those pitchers. I mean, no, you can't go to war with either one of them. 
like you said, again, I'll, I'll remind people to schedule again for Philly. So they wrap it up today with the Nationals. Starting tomorrow, I'm, tomorrow, I'm sorry, they get two more of the Nationals. They play three at Miami, right? Mm-hmm. They play three at Milwaukee, which will not be easy. They then go back home. They get four against Colorado, three against the Cubs. They play the Mets, tail spinning. They get three against Baltimore, four against Pittsburgh. And they close at Miami, or against Miami again. Yeah. It, it would be a choke job, though, if the Reds can't get this. Because they still have nine left against Pittsburgh. And have an yeah, easy schedule like Philadelphia the rest of the way. Well, like the, like the Phillies, though, they can either make the wild card. I think it's actually probably easier for them to win the division. And I say easy just because it's the red schedule we're talking about here, and the Braves are obviously a really good team, but they're three and a half back with that mm. schedule. They can they can catch that. Yeah. I lean reds today. Gray's been good. Yeah. Sonny's pitching well. Yeah, we did not like Castillo yesterday. That was way too high of a number. But today, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I like the reds a little right. bit as well. Your boy's going. What do you think? Okay. So what do we do here now? Pitched well last. We've, we've Finally talk, happened. We've talked about this for <laughs> six weeks probably, right? Where Aiken, really bad, third inning this thing was... Just, you know, phenomenal while it lasted. Then last week came out, and he put up a gem for him. So, catching a huge number today, do we go back? To, and look at this. I mean, the Blue Jays are laying 315 right now at Bet Rivers. So, the third inning magic here did not work last time. But his ERA going into his last start since, like, the middle of June was 22 in the third inning alone. Is one good start enough for you to say, eh, I don't want to do it again? Or was that the blip on the radar? No, it was a fluke. Total fluke. And good to see the Blue Jays kind of broke out of it last night with some runs. Yeah. So, but my God, three three thirty favorite here uh, at home. Oh. But that, this is what you're going against here with the Orioles. I mean, the, the Angels had to ruin the fun. This thing still would have kept going in, well, in the mid-20s with the losing streak. You know, with September being here tomorrow, this is going to be commonplace. I mean, the White Sox, $3 or higher today against the Pirates. Giolito's at home. You, you Just the game that you talked about right now, the Blue Jays with Ryu. Ryu was laying 315 in a game. That is crazy. Yep. Giolito's 330 at Bet Rivers. 330 My now. My God. Yep. Look at these numbers again. Tampa, 43-18 and 18 in the division. The Giants, 61-30 and 30 against righties. Milwaukee, 64-37 and 37 against righties. Milwaukee, best road record in the league. 44 and 23. Right. They get the win yesterday. Do you want to lay a dollar 40 with Gomber on the road against the Rangers? No, I do not. The Rockies? There you go. 17 and 49 on the road. That's what that that was uh a little higher yesterday and they got beat. You see the the Dodgers in August are 20 and 6. They put up that record but they just lost two out of three against the Rockies. They could be like right. you know this this whole year is going to be could have would have should in the regular season for the Dodgers. But honestly, to lose two out of three to the Rockies, come on, that can't happen. But as we've talked about the entire year, the bullpen melt- meltdowns, the, the fact that they lost 11 straight in extra innings, going to look back on that season-long win total and be like, how did they win 101 games? The total was 103, 104. How did they not win 110? I got into a discussion with this with the, a bunch of guys over the weekend. Who are the Dodgers thrown in a play-in game? Well, it's pretty good. It's Bueller, right? Uh, they have a good. Op- it depends on how they set it up. I mean, does it come down the stretch where they can win the division and take overtake the Giants, right? In that fashion, if they can go Bueller on the final game, they have to go him to win the division. Guys that we're talking to were adamant that was Scherzer. I said they're throwing Bueller. 
Don't you they were adamant it was Scherzer. They were adamant it's Scherzer. No, it's, a, it's a discussion. You can't say it's yeah. adamant one way or the other. I, I think it's Bueller. I'm, well, put yeah, it this way. I'm fine with either guy. Oh, sure, yeah. Who do they get Break in the playing game? Uh-huh. Well, just, I mean, just go. I, I would. you can go Bueller for six or seven. They just go to Scherzer. I don't want to see that bullpen. Just do it that way. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind that whatsoever. But are, are we talking about are they going to get Castillo in the playing game? Is it going to be Gray? Is it going to be Darvish? Is it going to be Zach Wheeler? Have you seen Zach Wheeler lately? Got the win last night. Allowed four runs again. Was not sharp at all. His numbers continue to go up. So I just, I mean, are they going to get the Braves in the play-in? A bunch of different... Uh-huh. You're, you're, put it this way. Actually, maybe the weakest guy I just threw out there would be Darvish in the pod race. Of all the teams I just re- I mentioned. Where are you at with your uh, Yankees win total bet now? Yeah, feel good now. Feel good after the losing streak. Uh, I was surprised by that, though. Uh, yesterday, you can't lose games like that. They, they, they we're on cruise control, and the Angels have been so bad. Uh, I like the Astros tonight. Come back, beat Kikuchi. They beat Seattle again. They play up to their competition and down to their level of competition. Yeah. I like the Astros. Brewers got there as well. The Malinsky special cashed. And Giants had, played, had that nine-game road trip. And why the Dodgers so short? Dollar sixty only at home. Mm-hmm. 101-40. and 40. Last 141 at home against righties. Thanks to covers for that info. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. This is a good breakdown in Point Spread Weekly from... Um, I forgot who wrote it, actually. But it's uh, results of, uh, if you bet favorites of $2 or higher since 2017, did you see this? Oh, let's have it. If you're betting every single favorite of $2 uh-huh. or more, this year, you're 249 and 177. Mm. Uh, check that, check that. I'm sorry. I, re- I wrote, uh, read it wrong. 249 games, you're 177 and 72, 71%. Your ROI is plus 1%. So you are... 105 games over 500, and your ROI is plus 1%. If you did it in 2020, you hit 65% of the time. The ROI was minus 6.5%. 2019, you basically broke even. 2018, same thing. In 2017, you were 240 and 95, a winning percentage percentage of 71.6%. ROI plus 1.68%. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder what it is in the last month of the season. It's, it seems all these teams that need to win that are huge favorites always gag. Yeah. Especially when, well, by the way, $2 is going to be elevated to $250, yeah, $280, yeah, higher, $3, right? that kind of a thing. Uh-huh. You know? But so just blindly betting that kind of stuff, nope. Not a good idea. Even though you're winning 71% of the time in four out of the five years, you're either breaking even or, well, you're right around that threshold anyway. So, um, what is your favorite bet today? Is it the Reds with Gray on the mound? Uh, Astros? Probably the Astros. Yeah, probably the Astros. And, and Bueller does go tonight, and he's laying a hefty number against uh, Morton, who's obviously, not, you know, can't sneeze at him. Not high enough. I, I think it should be higher. Should be higher than what it I'm, is? I'm surprised it's so low. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I do lead in the Reds, though, too. This is a, a long road trip for the Cardinals, and Gray's been good. Although the Reds got the, the car. What? How did that happen? I, I know you said it was too high, but. <laughs> Good luck figuring out the Reds. Oh, you can't. <laughs> the I, offense. It's like the Dodgers. Yep. They either get nine or one. I have uh, done that. tried to do that three times this year, and every time it completely flips. Just when I think I haven't figured out, are they going to go on a good run? Nope. goes the other way. 
Come on. Uh, by the way, we'll break down Padres D-backs a little bit later on. Snell is going on the road again. His home road splits have been all year long. A little bit better lately on the road, but all year long, some of the worst in all of Major League Baseball. The first hour of Follow the Money, presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get a 20% profit boost for any Major League Baseball game every single Tuesday. Must be 21-plus offers valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Again, a college football note to get into coming up next. Location change this Saturday. So if you bet this game, um, we'll give you the details and what's going to happen with that. And it's actually a good thing if you bet a regular season win total. That's coming up next. know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.